And for a closer look at what we do know and what we don't about this blast, I want to bring in CNN military analyst, retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling here. Uh, General, look, I, we have some video here, and I want you to just take a look at this. This is um, some footage that seems to show a rocket going up here, and then there, something happens that's pretty catastrophic. Mm -hmm. When you see this, what do you see? I see a flame out of a rocket. Uh, and we've been talking about this all day, uh, you know, it, and it's a result of what happened yesterday. But when you see that rocket going forward, this happens a lot with these kind of rockets that are supplied by Iran, Abby. It, it is a rocket motor that doesn't work. It gets a certain distance and then it just flames out and a rocket has a trajectory of a brick once it doesn't have a force behind it, so it immediately drops. So you see it right this is a slow motion there, of that video. Flame out. Yeah. So it loses its rocket motor and then it just drops down. But what you also have when that happens is the fuel that's part of the rocket uh, that hasn't burned. So when it hits the ground, we'll see next. Here's the, here's the video of an explosion from a viewpoint from the ground. Yeah. Now this isn't a very big piece of ordnance. It's a relatively small ordnance. So the 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 actual uh, uh, explosive isn't that big. But what is big is the fuel that it hasn't used. That caused a lot of cars in that parking lot to yeah. burn. We see the after effects of that. We see a very small crater. If it had let's, been a crater let's from Let's actually an, take a look at what yeah. you're discussing here. I, I'm gonna just break this down mm -hmm. a little bit more for folks. This, what I'm showing you here, this is, uh, to be clear, provided by the IDF. This shows what looks like satellite imagery of the area where this rocket, uh, may have come down, right? Uh, this is the explosion site. They're saying that if you look over here, this is what typically you would see if mm -hmm. there was an IDF strike, even as large as 19 meters, a much larger crater. Right. It doesn't seem like we see that here. And we also have some before and after images here. This is the hospital, the Al-Ali hospital. This is the explosion site in this area here. Mm -hmm. And here it is after. Yeah. So you were just discussing the size of the crater. We don't, some of the images are not super clear no. whether there was a crater or not. But when you look at this, this is up close at the cars and the site of the fire, what do you see? Well, what I saw earlier today was a photo of a very small crater about right, he, about right there. What you see in this area are a lot of burned cars. What you see over here are cars that are not burned. What you see across at this building, if you had a picture of the building, which I think we do, um, no, I'm sorry. We don't have uh, an up close yeah. at the building, but we do have these. What we um, do see is pock marks on the side of the you building. You can look at this video yeah. here and it well, shows and, some and of the it will show up here. You the see buildings. the burning car, but as the camera scans over here, you'll see yeah. cars that aren't burned. Yeah. Very close. So it had an effect of the explosive capability of a rocket, which is relatively small, but a lot of fuel blowing up after it that didn't burn off the rocket motor. So th this is evidence of certainly not a, a bomb that would come off an, of an aircraft. You see the pock marks, the blown out windows, but not a whole lot else. I mean, there's not a whole lot of damages to the building. Now, the doctors inside of the building said that there were patients that were injured. That could have been from the blast glass flying inside of, of the building, but it certainly wasn't a strike on the hospital itself. And just briefly, if you were to have seen a strike, a true strike coming from Israel, I want to also just, as I'm saying this, show you, this is uh, 
mm -hmm. an image that shows, according to the IDF, the trajectory of this rocket. And it comes from somewhere inside of northern Gaza, and it goes this mm -hmm. direction. It right. goes east. What you have here is something called a point of origin. Yeah. That's where the rocket was fired from, right where that red dot is. You see multiple tracers coming off of those. Those are the different rockets that come out of that rocket pod. The one that came out right here came out over the hospital, and I, I believe that that was the one that lost its engine and fell on close to the hospital, not on the hospital. So this is part of the proof that the Israeli Defense Forces gave. They said, hey, here, this is something called a Q36 radar. They use these radars to connect with the Iron Dome to shoot down rockets. So when you see all these coming off of a missile site and one dropping over the top of a hospital, you can see where it was truthfully an accident, a, a, a missile that, that didn't go through uh, to, to its final mission. Yeah, and as you've pointed out many times, these uh, Iranian-provided missiles, they, t they tend to do that. General Mark Hurtling, thank you very much for breaking all of that down for us. And President Biden, reflecting on the dis difficult decisions ahead for Israel's leaders, here is part of what he said. I've made wartime decisions. I know the choices are never clear or easy for the leadership. There's always cost, but it requires being deliberate requires asking very hard questions. It requires clarity about the objectives and an honest assessment about whether the path you're on will achieve those objectives. <clears throat> the vast majority of Palestinians are not Hamas. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. I want to bring in now Aviv Ezra, a senior Israeli diplomat at the New York consulate and a former consul general in Chicago. Aviv, thank you for being here. This incident has had real ripple effects. And putting aside for a moment uh, any dispute about who's responsible and who's not, we just broke that down. Has it altered Israel's plans for a ground invasion of Gaza? Well, the way we see it, this is actually a triple war crime. On the one hand, they're sending missiles from population areas in Gaza. They're shooting at population, innocent civilians in Israel. And thirdly, when they misfire, they hit their own population in, in the Gaza Strip. So for us, this is not only a triple war crime, it is something that uh, later on uh, took a life of its own into the conversation of who is in charge. And the fake news that came out of it with the entire conversation last 24 hours ago created a situation where Israel was guilty before we finished. But I, I'm sure you can imagine that that is likely to happen here. Uh, does the, the fallout from this, uh, even if it's as a result of misinformation, change the calculus for Israel as it tries to decide what happens if they, there is a ground invasion and whether that is something that can be done or should be done right now? Well, for Israel, it's pretty clear that we have to make sure that what happened in October 7th would not happen again. Therefore, we want to make sure that we ex ex extract the price tag from, the, uh, from Hamas. What is the price tag from the Israeli people, the, pa the Palestinian people? Not the because they've Palestinian borne people. really the brunt of the burden here. Correct. So we want to differentiate between the Palestinian people and Hamas. And like the president said, Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas is a terror organization, a vicious, barbaric terror organization that needs to pay a price. And by the way, when they talk about free Gaza, 
I think they talk about free Gaza from Hamas. So we, we are doing everything we can to make sure to make that differentiation. We open corridors, safe corridors, to have the uh, uh, innocent population go down south. We uh, invested four days that we are waiting to make sure that they make it out. We create safe shelters over there. We actually have, on the other hand, Hamas pushing them back into the war zone by that creating another world. Do you understand um, why there's so much distrust in the Arab world of uh, the information coming from the IDF and the narrative about what happened in this hospital blast? And, and how is Israel going to deal with the fact that some of that distrust comes from a real place? Because there have been past incidents in which the IDF has given incorrect information. Well, the IDF, I think, is uh, most of the time that we are focused on uh, investigating and understanding what happened, it takes time. This is what happened this time around. This is what happened in the past. When we get it wrong, we try to fix it. And sometimes we also try to fix things that, uh, that we have got wrong in the past. I think credibility is crucial here. We are uh, uh, comparing between a liberal democracy with uh, checks and balances and a terror organization. And I think at this time, it's black and white. We have to, first of all, stand by Israel like the president said. All right, uh, Aviv Ezra, th um, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much.